Welcome to Trust Me, the podcast. We are your hosts, Beth Finkel and Kiana Salucci. And we are here to share with you how we create magic in our everyday while balancing family, careers, and relationships. Welcome back, Trust Me fam. We are so happy to be back with you today. Um, Today, since we kind of launched off the beginning of season two with two words that we're walking into 2024 with, um, and if you haven't had a chance to listen, uh, go back and listen to why we chose these words, but we are focusing on discipline and humility. Yanni's really focusing on discipline. I'm focusing on humility, but as a collective for Trust Me, we're really going to try to pull that out for our community a little bit. Uh, So when we thought about about appropriate topics coming up, um, one of the things we wanted to really look at was the inner is mindful mothering. Um, We think about mindful mothering not just in the sense of being, but also through the lens of tactic. And that's sort of what we're going to get into today. So Miss Kiana, I will just shoot it right to you, which I know you love, (laughs) aka don't love. Right, right. (laughs) When we talk about mindful mothering, like what's the very first thing that rises to the top for you? Wow. I mean, a lot of things come to mind. But one of the things that stands out is communication. And when it comes to me, it's just like mindful communication, like choosing your words, realizing what you say, understanding that words have true and real power. Um, It happened to me today, right? Very easily. I was just like telling Beth right before we started recording, I'm getting, I'm getting ready to record. and somehow I put my headphones down in the wrong way and it was like a domino effect and the coffee and the water, everything spilled over and coffee got everywhere. Right. And so simple, so simple. Things like that happen all the time. You guys know the saying, don't cry over spilled milk. Well, in this case, don't cry over spilled coffee. But what came out of my mouth was a reflection for, for a second of how I felt just like flustered. Right. So what came out of my mouth was like, oh my gosh, I fucking hate this. And and then what you I was immediately checked yourself. Or, what yeah. I what I was pertaining to was like, I hate life. I hate right now. Like, and yeah. it was a, like, and when I said it, I instantly was like, what are you saying? Mm-hmm. What are you? What are like? Think about what you just said. So detrimental. So detrimental. Was it that serious? Was what happened, you know, it's spilled milk. It's spilled coffee. You clean it up. It's fine. There are far, you know, worse things happening in the world. Yeah. You know, and you're crying over spilled coffee, right? So even with those words coming out, and a lot of times, even when we're parenting, you know, the words that says, you know, I can't, or, you know... Even sometimes with my kids, I try to, and I think this is just like an instinct of being a parent, that you try to save your child from hurt, from them endangering themselves, right? And a lot of times when your kids are out there playing and they're having a good time and they want to do something that's maybe a little 
scary for you you know mm-hmm. like maybe they're going and they're balancing themselves and you're like hey get down from there don't 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 do that right and what's happening is we're instilling fear into our kids to not do that but instead we could choose our words and be more conscious of the things we say and we say hey if you're going to do that you know be mindful of your your feet yep be mindful of how you put your hands down be mindful that there's a you know a hill or a jump or a whatever in front of you so that hits so hurt hard or for me because sometimes say nothing or say nothing and let because it happen. It's really your fear. And, and if you're you projecting that in with yourself, you might even say like, what's a natural consequence. If it's right. not like something real wild or real crazy, like walking into traffic, sometimes right. natural consequences are okay. Are okay. And just like I had, like, a, like I said, like a second ago, I had to check myself. Like, you don't hate, you don't hate life. You don't hate this. You don't hate where you're at in life and and where you are right now. But it came out like almost like so freely that this is something that I do need to work on myself with is communicating and choosing the words um, more careful. And, you know, and like I said, that just happened with me, but even pertaining with mothering and kids, just choose your words carefully. You know, instead of saying you can't, you know, choose other lingo that will be more positive. I will tell you, um, in the spirit of humility, (laughs) I had a moment this week too, and I actually wasn't going to bring this up, but since you're being vulnerable, I'll be vulnerable too, where I was trying to do too much at once. Um, it was an early day this week and kind of set the context. I've had some kids home sick from school, so they're just all a little bit grumpy, right? So I'm trying to, you know mother because they're home I'm also trying to work at the same time because things need to get done and so Nicholas and I started a project um and then something came up with work so I had to really quickly switch my gears to like this really fire that was happening at work and so he keeps going on the project which is was a painting project and then Mike comes in and, you know, I'm flustered. I'm, I have a lot of anxiety because it's a really big project at work. And basically he's like, what are you doing? Letting him paint, you know, in this brand new room that I just painted with no drop cloth down. And I like immediately froze And I like went out, I like got the painting project into the garage. Meanwhile, I'm still working, right? I'm trying to do too much. And then he doubles down and he says something along the lines of like, I can't believe you would let him do that. And now my like, my soul is being crushed. Like in my heart, I'm like, I'm not a good mom. I'm not a good person. And in front of my kids, I was like, shut up. And we both knew that like, that was a no-no. Like we really talk to our kids about how to speak to one another. And we've done a lot of work <laughs> around not saying shut up to each other. Mm-hmm. And and then it comes out of my mouth, right? And so it's like, obviously when everything died down and, and fizzled out, like we kind of met as a family and, you know, I apologized to him. I talked, I apologized to him in front of the kids but Which when I stepped back and when he stepped back, right. Cause he played a part in that too. Like he was poking the bear. The bear was like in flight mode and he kept doubling down and then I just lost it. 
So it was a poor moment of emotional reactivity. But when I stepped back, what I actually needed to be mindful of in that moment was finding him and saying, hey, I need you to come up here and take over this project that you had no idea was even happening, that you really probably wouldn't start right now, you know, but I need you to take it over so I can deal with this thing at work instead of trying to do three things at once. Yeah. Yeah. And it's all about communication, um, you know, having those conversations with yourself and saying like, hey, be mindful. The words that you are letting come out have true power. Yeah. And understanding that. I love the fact that you went back and you apologized because, yeah. you know, apologizing is is huge and it's major and it's hard for a lot of people to do so so the fact that you did that not only you know to mike to show like hey i didn't mean to speak to you that way but the fact that you did it in front of your children is to show them that like hey we all get like this yeah things come out you say things we're human and that's not like a once in a while thing like that happens pretty frequently because I mess up pretty frequently. Oh, for sure. I I do too. We all do, you know? Yeah. But being able to say, "Hey, I'm sorry for my actions. I realized where I was at and I need to make that shift to where I want to be, and in order to do that, I need to face the things that came out of my mouth." Yeah. And the other thing too, and and I'll I'll link this is, you know, the juggling act of, you know, being a mom, holding down a career. There are times that you're going to have to prioritize the career over the kids, right? This is, was a perfect example. And I don't want people to feel bad about that. Like there are definitely going to be times that work is going to take over your family before your family. Not, it's not most of the time, but there are times and that's realistic. But what I will say is work again is a rubber ball. If you drop it, it will bounce. Family is a glass ball. If you drop it, it will shatter. So what was really important from a mindful perspective for me was like carving out the time to say like, this wasn't cool what I did and how I reacted. And just so you know, we are still firm in the way that you talk to your siblings. Like you can't say those words, even though you just saw me do that to dad. Yeah. Was it embarrassing? That. Yes. As soon as it left my mouth, I was like, you done just effed up. I love that. In the past, I would have probably doubled down and said to Mike, you made me do this, right? You made me say that because you were poking the bear. But we talk so often about what we do, our behaviors are our responsibilities. 100%. So no, it wasn't cool what he was doing, but he didn't make me say those things. No, because no one can make you say those things or feel a certain way. You have complete control over that. Real life, real life. This is real. This is what happens every day. Every day. <laughs> um, the uh, <laughs> The other biggest thing, we talk about this a lot in everything, right? So this is not just with mindful mothering. This is in general. Um, build a support system. Yeah. You need it. You need to share the stories. You need it. You need to get things off your chest. You need to, to have a better understanding. And to bring it back to mothering, it's like you need that support from other parents. 
And I know I feel so much better when I'm going through whatever and I can pick up a phone and call a friend and say, hey, this is what I'm going through. Yeah. What should I do? Because a lot of times when we're in these situations, we feel like this is the only, you know, I'm the only person that this kind of stuff happens to. Yeah. You know, no one else can share this experience. Why me? And then you start to, you know, communicate, you know, what you're going through and you realize that, oh my God, there are people like me. I mean, hence why we started this podcast, right? Yeah. You know, we're going at life alone. And then we're like, wait, I'm talking to Beth. And she's like, oh, girl, I know what you're talking about. I I, I feel you. You know, right. my feelings felt validated. So the same thing happens, you know, when you do have those moments where you're like, hey, like, I just need to talk this one through. And in the spirit of um, strengthening, you know, ourselves, I have seen a trend on Instagram mostly uh, around just glorifying like being a tired, hot mess mom. And I don't think that that's what we mean because no. I'm not glorified. Like, I don't want anybody staying in that state. Heck no. For so long, because what that means is that you're neglecting yourself. Yeah. If I could really track back that one moment that I just shared like a few weeks back, right? being mindful, what haven't I been doing? I haven't been waking up at 6am. I haven't been doing my consistent movement that I set for myself, right? Like I've gotten in not a long run, but like a couple weeks, you know, and that will happen because the kids are sick and schedules are changing and all of that. But if I had had some discipline around that, probably I could have diffused my emotional reaction a bit more. Yeah. Probably I could have asked Mike, help me out for just a second. Got a couple things, fire at work, got to take care of it. Help me out. Yeah. Or even like, hey, is this the right project to start right now during this time? Bingo. And that, you know, that's what he said. Because <laughs> I was trying to do too many things. Like when he stepped back, he was like, why would you even start this right now? You're working. You have a kid home. And, you know, for me, it was like schools were closed because we had a really bad storm. And it was something like my ADHD impulsivity. That was a moment of that where it's like, and he has ADHD, Nicholas. So when we are impulsive together, it's not a good mix because it wasn't a good project to start right now. Like I could have just got him into something else that didn't involve like paint and drop cloths and all these things. So that's such a good point. Yeah. And I think that like I was talking to you about earlier, it's like um, having rituals, mm-hmm. having those routines. Um, kids do a lot better with that. I know I do better with that. And I, I get it, guys. Like there's there's been times where we're, you have to think of things on the fly or it didn't work out how you thought it was going to work out. Yeah. Or, you know, those things happen more times than not. So I... We, we have to be on our toes and sometimes the plank gets switched, right? But to go about life that way, it's well, chaotic. It was your original point. It's, yeah. There was no real plan or structure. I mean, we didn't even know where the pain was that we needed. So as I'm like trying to take care of something, he's out looking for paint, making a mess in the garage. And you're so right about that. I mean, the better thing probably would, and and again, in theory, because this is not something that I do, 
but just having a list captured somewhere of the projects and when we intend to do them, like putting a plan in place around them. Yep. I mean, how many times have you, I mean, I've done it. I've done it where I'm like, I wake up and I don't have a plan. Right. And I'm like, you know what? Today's the day that I'm doing all the deep cleaning. I'm getting rid of this. I'm doing that. I'm doing X, Y, and Z. And I started in like 45 minutes and I'm like, what am I doing? You're tuckered out. Yeah. I'm already, the house is a mess. There's stuff everywhere. And I'm in this state like, like, why did I even start this? And how, where's my lifeline? Cause I'm not Where's getting my lifeline. The kids will be home in two hours. Yeah. Why did I start this? This was not the right time. This was, you know, this is going to take way more than just myself. You probably this have is, some major event that night. I have something going on that night. The kids have practice right after school. I have two hours to either finish through with this project, which is not yeah. going to happen, or I am going to have had wasted two hours already yeah. and put all the stuff back to where it originally was. You're paralyzed in that moment of what do I do now? Yeah. And you're, de- you're defeated because you felt like you did so much, but you did nothing. Yeah. You know, so like it happens to me more times than not. And sometimes I have to like sit and say, hey, Keith, like, is this the right thing to do right now? I know that's impulsive. I know that right now you're like, this is a great time. I have the energy right now. I have the mindset right now. But is it the right time? Well, just you are big with lists. Um, I am. And one thing that I've been doing just with tasks is what do I have to do? Versus what do I want to do? And then the have to do is like the things like laundry, you know, uh, grocery shopping, you know, these types of things. Unload the dishwasher. I don't know why that throws me over the edge every time, but like I'll do one task at a time. Right. And it's like, I'll give myself a time span. So it's usually the weekend because that's when we spend a lot of their t- our times doing these big duties. And so if I have space on the want to do, that's when I'll enter some of those things. Yeah. Yeah. And I, f- I feel like that's just, that's what it is. Like, even with my list, like I've, I've not always been a list person. Yeah. But I've found out that that is what works for me. That's how I'm more productive. That's how I get things done. If it is not on my list and it is not on my calendar, that means it is not getting done, which hopefully that means that it's not a priority right now. Yeah. And uh, like, even right now, like after the new year, I got like a little anxiety at like right after Christmas. And I was like, oh my God, it's a new year. It's a whole start up, a whole new thing, right? A whole new prefla of things I have to sign the kids up, get ready for, do this, do that. Like, you know, if you plan on taking any kind of summer trips, like this is the time to do that now, to yeah. get that together if you haven't already. If your kids are going to summer camp, this is the time to sign them yep. up. Yep. Andy is starting, uh, you know. Yes, to our busy mamas out there. Right. This is the time. Not this is to the time. Not, out, not to stress but... anyone out. But, you know, if you are, you know, I, I have a toddler that will be starting school in the fall. Like this is the time to start doing that. So I knew that right after the holiday, I was like, oh, my God, I need to buckle up because these are the things. So I had to make lists because, you know, camps and things like that, they're competitive. If you yeah. didn't get in the same hour that the open enrollment started, most likely it's not happening. And it's insane. Yeah. And it should not be that way. But that is how it is. And I know that is that's how it is in Maine. And I know that's how it is in Pennsylvania. Yeah. I'm sure every state and every town, that's how it is. It's a very competitive thing. And um, 
So Which just I will add just a layer to that. Um, it is like that here. Yeah. And I have had to really adjust my expectations to be like, okay, you're either going to be ramped up and you're going to sit by the internet and figure this out, or you're going to be okay if you don't get into first choice camps and you're right. going to have to be okay getting into second choice camps. Yeah. Because honestly, how much, how many times have you put your kids in second choice camps and they came home and, and they were like, I really wish I was in that first choice camp. They don't Never. know. Never. And how a lot of times it's for it ourselves. Like at this point, I'm like, no, like they're going to camp. Like wh- what's available? <laughs> what do you got open? Like I just yeah, like, I, I try not. Most cases I've missed, I've missed it. And yeah. I might miss it. I might be missing it in this moment. <laughs> right. Right. And I think like, you know, I like, these are things that you have to think about. Like what is worth stressing yourself out about? But the point is your emotions are still valid. You're still feeling that anxiousness right. around it. But right. you need to be able to cultivate a sense of patience that combats that. And even when you're creating on your list, like, well, I know this is the things I do that like, Hey, well, I don't they... create a list. So yeah, Beth doesn't create a list. Hence why she's starting to do a, a, a painting project. And, and mind you, I was just at Beth's house for over New Year's and they are adding it. They're doing a lot with their house and it's beautiful already. And it's going to be even more gorgeous. And I, I'm with Mike. I don't know why you started that project. I don't in your know new either. Room. But like, that's because she's trying to like feel good about myself. She, did, like... she didn't have a list, y'all. I didn't have a list. I she don't have a list. list. I don't well, have I, a list. I am. I'm, I have a list. And even like sometimes, depending on what it is, I have a plan B. Like, hey, I need. I want to sign them up for X, Y, and Z. If that doesn't work, then I need to sign them up for, you know, whatever. So, like, that's how my mind works. And it makes me yeah. feel better that way. That when I explore all, all options and know that, okay, if I can't do this, I'm going to do this. Because if I don't, I do. I feel defeated. And I feel like, oh, my gosh. Like, there's no, what am I going to do? Summer is going to be ruined. Blah, blah, and I go on this spiral. <laughs> so I know that if I take the time to kind of plan it out as much as I can within reason, right? I'm not too crazy with it. Um, that it just adds a better flow to things. And I'm not that parent that gets stressed out over, you know, my kids didn't get to go to blah, blah, blah camp. Or they didn't get to do like... Yes. Yeah. Like I, I'm not like that whatsoever. Um, and I would like, I would like to think that my kids live a very I feel great like you life. need to create a blase block. Camp. A blase block camp. Yeah. Cause like, what that's what it feels get, like. It's like blase blah. Yeah. It's like, what does that camp really offer? Nothing. Blase blah. Like, <laughs> but, but give me your money. But give me your, give and me a 10, lot of it. Give me $10,000 a week for this camp that doesn't even give them lunch. Um, <laughs> I'm not packing lunches at all in 2024. Blase block camp? No, you're figuring it out. Yeah, blase block camp. They probably Actually, literally it doesn't even exist. The kids are still going to be home with you. <laughs> They're better, probably better off being home with me than going to blase block like, camp. We're going to teach you how to do a summer camp this year. <laughs> blase block camp is just like whoever shows up shows up. Like sometimes there's a counselor there, sometimes there's not. <laughs> GPS takes you to like a like a cement parking lot. <laughs> We're getting uh, Jesus. But anyway, I will tell you, I do learn a lot from you with your list because at least you know what's ahead of you. And yeah. you, it's like, there are going to be some hard things on that list, but if you get through them and you tackle them and that thing only, 
it's off your list. It's off. You're no longer pressured around it. Well, remember when we talked about, I think it was like two episodes. I think it was the last episode of 2023. I do believe. Don't quote me on this. Um, but we were talking about um, the story of like the cows and the buffaloes, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right? So like, this is one of those stories. This, this is where it, you know, where it kind of pertains to us. The fact that like, me personally, when I do create my list, the harder tasks are usually up top. Yeah, Because in my head, I'm like, bring on that challenge. Bring on this, you know? Like, I want to tackle those things. Because if I don't, and I keep, like, either acting like they're not going to happen and pushing them to the side and procrastinating or keep them at the bottom of the list, what happens is that one thing that we all need more of, that we can never have more of, that thing called time, Mm -hmm. comes. And the longer you wait, the harder it gets. The longer you wait, the more anxious you get. The longer you wait, the less time you have. Which yeah, is and already going to build anxiety. The project and the yeah. emotions. It's true. So like in my head, I'm like, if I can tackle these more challenging things first and yeah. knock them out, everything that follows that seems easier. Seems like, oh, that's yeah. a walk in the park. I can do that in two seconds. You know what I mean? But if you don't and you save those harder tasks for the end, you're always anticipating this big thing that's happening. And most likely what you're going to do is kind of suppress that and kind of like keep it at the bottom and like keep filling other things in, you know, in the, in its place yeah. and it never gets done. Um, Simple too is I think best, you know, and, and consistency. So we talk a lot about discipline when, we are set up for success. It's not as wild, right? So I'm thinking about, you know, my evening now. I've kind of added 20 minutes in the e- I always make my coffee the night before. So that's a habit. So what I've done now is added a habit to a habit. So as I'm making my coffee, I also go around the house and I get everyone's shoes and I put them right by the breakfast table. And that way, in the morning, I don't have to crazily go and look for shoes and then, you know, can't, you can only find one where, and you're like going through mental gymnastics, like where did they go when they got home from school yesterday, blah, blah, blah. So I added a habit to a habit. And that Mm -hmm. has been really helpful in regards to getting us out of the door less frazzled, Uh, but also just like my own support in the morning where it's like, I already know that it's done. I already know where the shoes are. So as I'm waking up and waking the kids up, I no longer have to think, Oh my God, I got to hurry them up. Cause I, I don't know where their shoes are. Right. They don't know time. They don't know that they only have 50 minutes to eat. Mom has to find shoes, pack book bags, blah, 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 get out of the door. So it's, it sets us all up in a way. Yeah. You're actually taking out stressors, right? And I think that's the other thing is planning, like understanding and knowing the things that, you know, are going to stress you out. And once you do that, you can say, okay, now I'm going to eliminate those things. Sure, there'll be other things that pop up, right? But when you take affirmative action and you start to eliminate the things that you already know is going to cause frustration and, you know, anxieties in the mornings, like eliminate those things. Same thing. Like I told my kids, I was like, hey, pick out your clothes at night. Pick out your clothes at night, That's key. bring them down, get them together. That way that's one less thing we have to work, listen, you know, think about. Because I know how my kids are. You know, I try to pick out their clothes and like, I don't want to wear that. I don't want to do that. And then I get stressed because in my head, I do have a concept of time. And I'm like, hey, we're wasting time doing this. So 
taking those stressors out just so you can have an easy flow. Yeah. The easier flow. Because sometimes it's never easy, but easier. You kind of kicked us off with this. Something I wanted to reinforce is just the non-judgmental observation of your behaviors. So one of my behaviors that I've been observing is when I do get frazzled or feel in a place where I, I don't know the next step, I always end up sitting down and wanting to scroll my phone. It's like a way to just like diffuse, but it's not productive. So mm -hmm. I'm starting to observe that about myself non-judgmentally, right? And the minute that I go to do that, being like, boop, pop back up, right? Like really being consistent around that because that's a behavior I know is now in my algorithm. Yeah. You got to practice presence. <laughs> yeah. And that's one thing that I don't have on my list, but I totally need to have on my list is I need to practice presence because my phone is a problem for me. Same. And it's becoming a filler, right? That's it's what becoming, I feel like it yeah, is. it's becoming a like, filler. I don't, I don't... Deal with this moment. So I'm going to sit and like, it's dramatic. Like I go and I sit down in a room of where no one is like the other day, I literally felt like I ran upstairs like a child and like plopped on my bed. And I'm like, what are you doing? Right. And sometimes I'm like, what is more important than your family right now? You know, what's what's more important? And if you're on there, if you're on your phone, you're working or you're, you know, doing whatever, doing something more productive, I can see that. But if you're like just scrolling mindlessly, like I do, like I almost wait for something to catch my attention so I can dive into it. Yeah. Like that's you're not like, okay. Oh, I'm going to buy a couch. Like, you right. know, now I have all these expensive couches on my feeds and I'm like, I can't afford a couch. Like, like, what are you doing, Key? Like, you did it to yourself. You did it to yourself. And I, I, that is something that needs to be on my list. It's almost like, I know I need to change. I know it's not good for me, but I ain't ready to change. I know. Like, but, but I need you to. Need to like, I need to. I do. You are observing it right now, kind of judgmentally. Because yeah. you, you took it to the point of your family where I'm at a point where I'm taking it to myself. The best myself, way yeah. to get out of something is to go inward. Yeah. And for me, I can observe the minute that I do it, it's I'm trying to numb myself. And I can't be a good mom if I'm numbing myself. Yeah. I think yeah. we talked about this. I, I know we talked about this, but one of my other things was when I was starting to like pop into the bed you know, too early. I knew that that was a behavior where I was trying to avoid, you know, I was trying to numb my anxiety. And I did that the other day. And I, it kind of like shocked me. I was like, Oh my gosh, I have not done this in so long. What's going on with me? Like, yeah. what, it, what am I not filling myself with that right. I need? So instead of a long period of it, it was one night. Wow. I, I feel like you did like that. You were, that was like your, your routine. Yeah. Of getting into bed, like literally. Like I just wanted the day to be over because I was empty. <laughs> yeah. And well, not yeah. empty. I don't want to say it like that. I was just depleted mm -hmm. of things that I had to give, but I also wasn't mindful of what was going on. So I wasn't filling my cup to make sure I could sustain what my family needed in the evening time. And sometimes you do feel empty, especially when you're 
you're pouring into everyone's cup. You're doing everything for everyone. You're making sure like there's like a sip left for you sometimes. And you're like, the point is you have to be proactive around that. Like there, there is no shame in my game when I will tell Mike, I'm shutting the door and you're doing bedtime like to in totality. (laughs) And that's a big, big feat. You know, we share bedtime routine. Um, but there are some nights that I'm like, I I don't have it in me. That's a planned thing, right? Instead of just sneakily kind of trying to get out of it, getting into bed early and just letting the chips fall where they may, you can plan it and have no shame around that. 100%. Communicating. Yeah, that's big. That's and we big. talked about how like, you know, sometimes if all you have is 40%, and you're giving 100% of 40%, that's 100%. You know, yeah. that's 100% of what you have. Facts. And and realizing that, because what's what's taking, you know, taking the kids to bed and you have an attitude or you're rushing or you don't want to read that extra story or you don't want to, you know, talk and laugh. like, you know what I mean? Like sometimes you're better off just not doing it and just understanding mm-hmm. your limits, understanding what you can give and then communicating those things. Yeah. You know, Going back to this moment that happened this week with the painting project, I think I was only at 40%, but something came up that I needed to dig deeper and I didn't have it. Yeah. And so, but I'm not going to be able to control that, right? I need to figure out how do I somehow build a reserve of at least 10% more for the days that I'm low. Like I need to have that reserve and I didn't have it. And so that's a key for me taking away from this conversation is like, what does that look like leading into? How do you build a reserve? Like, is there like a secret pocket that you keep that percentage in? That's such a great topic, how to build a reserve. Um, I think it's going back to your word of the year around discipline. Mm -hmm. I think if I rewind over the last couple of weeks coming off the holiday, I was, I lacked discipline in, uh, like, I didn't even eat dinner. Like, I was basically just eating whatever my kids didn't eat, right? Like, food is huge. Fueling your body for your mental well-being is huge. And so, haven't been fueling my body appropriately. Um, You know, I've been moving, but not on my consistent, like, I've not been sticking to my plan that has thrown me off. My kids have been sick, right? So it's like, there's just some adjustments that I didn't make. So therefore I did not build that reserve. And I think that like it happens, same thing happened to me going into New Year. Kids literally the day after New Year, everyone had the stomach bug. Yeah. Ran through my house rapidly. Yeah. And it was just like, Oh my goodness. And of course, I'm the only one that doesn't get sick. So I'm the one that's taking care of everyone. Yep. And by doing that, like the things that like you set out for yourself to do gets kind of pushed to the side, you know? Like I couldn't be like, hey kids, I'm working out regardless while they're like so sick on the couch. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, so I had to say, okay, these things happen. This does not mean that I'm not disciplined. This does not mean that I'm not moving forward. This is not meaning that like, this is going to be a reflection of the rest of the year. This means that, Hey, there are going to be times 
where there's a wrench thrown into the schedule. Yeah. Something that you did not expect, something that your kids and your family did not expect. There are going to be times where you have to pivot. Pivoting does not mean failure. Right. Pivoting just means, hey, I have to adjust to what's going on now. And if you know anything about pivoting, if you played sports, you know that the one foot never moves. It never moves. You kind of rotate around, but it doesn't move. So you're, yeah. you're grounded, right? Yeah. So that thing that you're grounded on, so rather it's, you know, discipline with work, with health, with working out, whatever it is that you set forth for yourself, just know that there are going to be times where you have to pivot, but it never knocks you off your game. Yep. And it's easy when you have that one foot still planted, it is easier to get back into your rotation as soon as everyone's healthy or as soon as that storm, you know, goes away. And it's so, it's so such a great piece of advice. Um, And what I would just add to it and maybe to close off the episode is reflection is really key because you will get through every moment, right? Some prettier than others. But if you really sit and and work on this mindfulness piece in the way that you mother, you could probably look back on times. I know I can, I can look back on times when I was more of a chaotic mother, right? Where I didn't have the ability to compartmentalize something like work and, and the ability to say like, it's a fire right now, but it's not all the time. So let me compartmentalize it so I can get back to being present with my family. Mm-hmm. So if I could spend some time reflecting on when I didn't have those skills and how far I've come, that is another way to really build in that mindfulness. Because sometimes you forget. You forget how all the times you forget how how hard it was, how you know how much you've grown, how much growth has happened, and we talk about this through almost every journey. How you have to sit back and look at where you've come from and say, like, oh my gosh, I am on the right track. Yeah, you know, sometimes and I like do it, have the skills. I mean, I do I'm have the skills. Leveraging them, but I have them in my toolbox. They're just yeah. a little dusty. Or sometimes we forget, and you're like, you know what? I can overcome this. Look what I've already overcome. This might seem challenging right now. This might seem like an obstacle that I will not ever come out on the other side. But like, I can. I've done this and I will. And that's the time I think if like you can't get to that point yet, compartmentalize, put it in a box. Like I've done this in therapy. Like if I was so overwhelmed in work, my therapist would say, put that in a box and we're going to put it on the shelf. We're coming back to that. We're not even thinking about that. And then we go immerse ourselves in real life outside of our heads, in our community, like you talk about, with other moms, other working parents of these things. And then you have a new lens. Say, okay, I'm going to take that off the shelf and now I'm going to deal with it. You're approaching it from a different lens. Yeah. And sometimes it takes for you to step back and give some and let time come. Yeah. And clear your head and kind of get back into the right mental state for you to go tackle that thing that seemed so big, you know? And most of the times when you go back and you open that box, you're like, oh, I got this. Yeah. It's it's really not that scary. It's, it's really not that scary. It's not that hard. All right. But you, I think the smartest thing is again, 
realizing what you can handle right now. Yeah. And I know sometimes as being a parent that we feel like, you know, we, we want to be able to tackle these things because we have these little humans looking at us like we're superheroes, right? And we, we want to tackle these things and be, you know, just show them that we, we're powerful and that we can do this. But I think the true power comes when you step away from things that yeah. you can't, you don't have the strength, you don't have the mental capacity to deal with, to overcome it, to slay it. So you put it in the box and then you come back. I love that too. And I think it's such a good point. Don't beat yourself up over these moments either. Cause even that moment for me, I had, I had a, a tendency like throughout the day to be like, Oh, are they going to remember me saying, telling him to shut up forever? And it's like, don't even go there. Like they're already beyond that. You already yeah. rectified it. You did your penance. Like we're moving on baby. We're moving. They would have remembered if maybe remember more if you said that but there was no apology there right. was no, there was no action behind it they remember that time mommy remember that time mommy you said shut up to dad like i can say it now exactly but now they won't because i said oh she said it but then she corrected it and they hopefully will even know like when they come out of pocket with something they have the ability to apologize and say mm-hmm. i made a mistake here and i yep. can even maybe now i'm even pu- prepping myself or popping myself up saying remember when mom did that yep remember when mom was the winner and apologized you can do that too (laughs) yep 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 that's my ego talking i need to push that back down (laughs) yeah just be quiet because it's gonna be next time that you're gonna say it so you might as well just yeah All right, everybody, we are so happy to be with you in conversation. We hope that you're out there, you know, feeling good too in the beginning of this year. Um, And we will see you next week. All right, guys. Bye. Care. Bye-bye. So the last thing is really looking at restorative rest. And this is beyond just eight hours of sleep every night. Like that's the minimum, right? That's our foundation. Like we need to be getting eight hours of sleep every night. But what I want you to consider over these next 40 plus days is how are you bringing restoration to the center, to the forefront? Because this is where you are going to really launch off on those goals And building that restoration in is so healing. It's so connective, whether it's connecting to yourself and spending time quieting your nervous system, spending time jotting, journaling, writing, whatever that may be, or it could be with your loved ones, just really restoring and resting yourself your mind, your body, your soul, your heart. Um, Thank you for bearing with me on this lovely walk, this crunchy, crunchy walk. Um, It's real. It's what I have for you today. And that's one of our core values at Trust Me is that we're authentic at all times. So this is what I have for you today, and and I hope that it starts to set you up in that mindset that, again, everything, every single thing will work out, even if it's not how we planned or envisioned. It, it will all work out. 
you have to trust in yourself. You have to believe in yourself. And we love you. And we cannot wait to our next episode. Bye.